Jesus said that if any man comes to Jesus Christ, he or she becomes a brand new person and all things are passed away and behold, all things are brand new. That's you and me. We need to be excited about what God is doing and has done in our lives. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. Today's teaching continues our series celebrating the goodness of God's heart, and we're glad to have you along. As Raul explores Christ's miraculous healing of a leper, you'll find reassurance of His ability to bring hope and renewal to every area of your life. Raul will show you that you can be confident of God's restoration when you come to Him in faith and repentance. Here's Raul Reese with the message, The Healing of the Leper. Join us in Luke chapter 5, verse 12. What really amazes me is that we have in front of us tonight the healing of the leopard. And I don't know if you understand what a leopard is, but I want to give you some background to what is leprosy. And then we want to deal with the text. And what's really neat about this whole incident here is that when Mark gives us the story, it places the episode at the close of the preaching tour of Galilee of Jesus. When you read the Gospel of Matthew, it puts the incident after the Sermon on the Mount. And here in Luke's Gospel, it has said, following the call of the first four disciples. Now, leprosy is also a type of sin. Okay, when you look at a leopard, you begin to see that there was really no healing from leprosy. And yet, in the book of Leviticus, chapter 13 and chapter 14, God had made an offering for those that would be healed from leprosy which shows you the grace of God already way back in the Levitical law. How God already knew the things that were going to take place among these people. The Hebrew word sarak and the Greek word lepra are both translated in your English leprosy from the older versions. The skin turns white, flaky white. And usually a leper doesn't really have any feeling in his fingers or in his toes. So usually when they used to go to these leopard camps, especially the one in Hawaii, on Molokai, they used to have a leopard's camp there years, years, years ago. And they would say that most of the people that were there as leopards, their hands were gone. They didn't even feel when their fingers fell off. You know, they just deteriorated. It's a real sickening disease. They couldn't be around people. Leopards had their own camps. And usually leopards would eventually die. Here in the gospel of Luke. Remember Luke was a physician. 
And when Luke gives you the story about the leopard, he doesn't give it to you like Mark or Matthew, but Luke describes it as if a physician was describing it. But when you look at the scriptures and you look at Leviticus, uh, and you study leprosy, leprosy also kind of has the same term used for mildew uh, on clothing. You know when mildew gets on clothing, it begins to smell. Or mold in a house, it begins to be plagued in a house. And, and they had certain laws for these things in the Old Testament, so you couldn't become ceremonially unclean. Okay, because if you did touch a leopard, then you became ceremonially unclean. It didn't mean you had leprosy, but you were ceremonially unclean, which means you could not go to the temple and worship God until you would take care of the act of uncleanness. So when you begin to see the problem with these leopards, you begin to see also the problem that you and I have and had before we came to Jesus Christ. As we were living in sin, we were leopards, spiritually speaking. And yet, in this great disease of leprosy, what blew me away today studying the word, is that God made possible His way for healing for the leopards. I've been going through this thing in my mind all day. Why would God... Send his only son to die for you and me. And yet God is so patient. And some of you this week have failed tremendously, man. There are some of you here tonight. They have done things, man, that it would even be a shame to talk about things that you have done. And yet, God in his power, through his love, if you're truly willing to repent in your heart, He's willing to forgive you. What is it going to take for some people to come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? On the other side, what is it going to take Christians that already have experienced the power and the grace and the love and the mercy of Jesus Christ and they still continue to play games with God? Think about that. Paul tells me in the book of Corinthians that sometimes even God, because He loves me so much, and because I am a child of light, sometimes He has to discipline me. Like a father, a son. And the only reason that God wants to discipline me is because He wants to get me back on track. And the most beautiful thing about God is that God never, ever, ever forces Himself upon you or me. That's what's so neat about being a Christian. Now there are some things that we have to go through. If we're not willing to turn and come back to God. And we want to take the long road. Then there are some things that we are going to have to experience. In the chastisement of God's love and God's grace to get us back. And sometimes, man, it is so hard to get back to God because you rather believe the lie than the truth. Because what happens is that you become condemned. There is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Some of you have allowed Satan to accuse you day and night. And there's no reason for that. 
The Bible says that he's a liar. And you see, if Satan is accusing me, and if he is telling the truth, then what do I need to do? I need to repent. I need to come back to God, because I know that everything that I deserve is only hell, but thanks be to Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, which what? Which has resurrected me through His power of His Spirit. This leopard had no chance in life. This leopard had a miracle happen in his life, just like you and me. We are a miracle to society. People can't believe what's happened to us. It's impossible for people to believe. They say, well, well, you mean it just happened like that? Yep. Just like that. Oh, it can happen. No way can it happen. It did. You mean you don't lie anymore? Or they say, you don't sin anymore? Oh yeah, I sin. (laughs) Every day. I fall every day. I don't want to make a practice of sin anymore in my life. I hate it. You ever get that place? You hate it? I get bummed, man. I don't know how many times I told God, God, I'm not going to get in the flesh on the freeway. Honest. (laughs) And all it takes is that, that, Got to cross over the lane. (laughs) There goes my peace, my joy. And then on top of that, God has to speak to me. I don't want to talk to me at that time. I want to wait till I get off the freeway. Then he can talk to me. But it's hard because at that point, God says, Hey, he's one of my creatures. But it's hard because when God rebukes us, it's for our own good. We don't like that. We don't like to be rebuked by God. I used to hate it when my dad would say, man, you know what? This is going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you. No, you're, not. you're lying. <laughs> That's a lie. But I didn't understand. I didn't understand that it was going to hurt him because he loved me. That happens to God. When you sin against God, it hurts him. Because you're his child. Why? Because he wants the best for you, man. It hurts him to see you bummed out, man. It hurts him to see you totally wiped out. And he's been trying to get you back into fellowship, back into the church, man, back into reading, back in getting right with God. And yet because you're stubborn or because you lost faith or you're listening to the enemy and you're getting beat up on this side, man, God's heart is broken. That's how much Jesus Christ loves us, you guys. The heart of God is broken tonight, man. Because there are so many people in the world tonight that don't even know Him. But also most important, think of how many Christians know Him as Savior but not Lord. There's a difference. There's a difference between Savior and Lord. A lot of people come to know Him as Savior when they come to the altar and they start living the Christian life. But when to say that Jesus Christ is not only my Savior, but He's my Lord, it means He is captain of my ship. Everything belongs to Him. My hands, my eyes, my ears, my mouth, my feet, everything belongs to God. I am at His disposal. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. 
Visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165 for even more resources to help you grow as a mature believer in the Lord Jesus. Coming up in just a few moments, we'll tell you about a booklet that shows the life-changing power of God's healing mercy. But first, let's rejoin Rawl. And I look at so many young people today that God wants to use. And so many young people are wasting their life away, man, through drugs, alcohol, sex, all the weird things that do not bring fulfillment, but it brings more emptiness in your life. More emptiness. Because the more you sin, the hope becomes greater and deeper. There is never going to be anyone in this room or outside of this building that will ever be satisfied in sin. There is only one thing that satisfies you, and that is Jesus Christ. He's the only one. You see, this is the story of the leopard. The leopard was totally rejected. He had no friends. He had no family. And yet, listen, Jesus took the time to reach out to the leopard. Have you taken time this week to reach out to some leopard in your work or school? To somebody that needs Jesus Christ to heal him. That's what God has called all of us to do. Look what he says. Beginning with verse 12 of chapter 5. And it came to pass when he was in a certain city. Behold, a man full of leprosy. Who seeing Jesus fell on his face and besought him saying, Lord. If thou will, thou can make me clean. Notice a few things here. First of all, Jesus is walking through. The seeker here is the leopard, not Jesus. The seeker is the leopard. And notice that even before he comes to know Jesus Christ, the leopard calls Jesus Lord. Lord, if you can, you can make me clean. Notice the faith of the leopard. I mean, when you get the picture of Jesus walking through, remember now, Jesus is a pretty busy guy. Multitudes are following him everywhere he goes. He can't even eat lunch because everybody wants a miracle or a wonder. He can't even go any place because everybody recognizes him. And then here comes this leopard. And he sees Jesus and he knows that this is a chance one in a lifetime. And he comes to Jesus and he says, Jesus, Lord, if thou wilt, you can make me clean. Here is an outcast of society. And who is the one that Jesus takes into his wing? Those that are the outcast. He doesn't take the righteous, the self-righteous or the good people. He takes those that recognize their disease. He takes those that are willing to confess, Yes, Lord, I am a leopard. And I need cleansing in my life. If you can, Lord, please, please touch me. Look how compassionate Jesus Christ is. Verse 13. And of course, in verse 12, we also see the sovereignty of God. The sovereignty of God is shown there too. 
And notice, and Jesus put forth his hand and touched him and said, I will be thou clean. And immediately the leprosy departed from him. Imagine what a heavy miracle that must have been. Now wait a minute. Jesus just did something wrong. He just broke the Mosaic law. If you go back to Leviticus 13 and 14, and if you read the law of Moses, you were never to do what? To touch a leopard, because the moment you touch a leopard, you became ceremonial unclean. Well, check this out. Your Bible says that he touched him, right? That's correct. But in the Greek language, what it happens is this. Jesus comes to the leper, the leper speaks to him, and he asks him to heal him, and Jesus Christ said, I will, and touches him. By the time the hand of Jesus reaches the leper, the leopard already has been healed. Instant healing, just like that. So that means he didn't break the law. See, most of the commentaries I've read over the week, they all declare that Jesus had broken the law. Because he touched the leper. That would mean that Jesus would have become unclean. But if it was a Sabbath day also, remember, human need supersedes the law. Remember when David came into the temple and took the food and went ahead and he asked him about that? He says, look, what happened there is that the bread that was in the tabernacle was given to David and his men to eat. is because David and his men had a need and human need supersedes the law. This is not the case here. The case here is that Jesus has the power to heal whoever he wants. And when he spoke the word, by the time he touched the leper, the leper already had become cleansed. And you know that the Pharisees and the scribes, at this point already, they're trying to hang him up. They were watching to make sure, man, by this time we're going to be able to get him because he breaks the law. But Jesus caught them because he... By the time he touched the leper, the leper was made whole completely. Can you imagine the attitude of the leper, what he felt inside, the emotion that was going through his life when he began to see his hands and his arms? After being so many years with leprosy, all of a sudden you find yourself clean. What happened to you when you first got saved? I know what I did. I don't want to tell everybody about Jesus. So can you imagine the leper in his home? The leper there in his whole countryside when they began to find out that he was totally healed. It's a witness, you guys. And you know what? The greatest witness is not only getting saved, the greatest witness is living the life of Christ. Has your life really, truly changed? Or are you still the same person? This leper was totally healed. Immediately he was healed. God touched him. God healed him. And watch this. And immediately he says, I will thou be clean. And immediately the leprosy departed from him. And he charged him to tell no man. Now how can you tell no man? Okay, Lord, I won't tell anybody. (laughs) I mean, you're excited. Yeah, I'll tell you who did it. There's an excitement when Jesus touches you. Only Jesus Christ can change you. But listen, he can only change you like this leopard if you're seeking him. 
He's not going to force you. You have to seek Him. You have to take your will and you have to submit yourself to God and say, God, here am I. I'm giving my life to you. God then can begin to work in your lives. The reason that God hasn't been working in some of your lives is because you really haven't completely submitted to God everything in your life. You're still holding on to your old ways. And Jesus said, that if any man comes to Jesus Christ, he or she becomes a brand new person and all things are passed away and behold, all things are brand new. That's you and me. We need to be excited about what God is doing and has done in our lives. Verse 14, And he charged him to tell no man, but go, this is what he told him, but go and show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing according as Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. Notice, I want you first of all to fulfill Leviticus 14.4. And go and take your sacrifice for your cleansing. Notice. And then, because of this, it is going to be what? A testimony to the religious leaders that were trying to entrap Jesus Christ. Jesus is not coming against the leaders. You see? He wants them to fulfill everything within the law by the grace that he has given to this leopard. And watch this. Verse 15. But so much the more when there went a fame abroad of that leopard and a great multitude came together to hear. Notice through one man, through one leopard, a multitude came to hear Jesus Christ, man, through one person's life. It is believed that the leopard followed Jesus Christ for a while as a testimony of his life. So can you imagine when the multitude came to Jesus to hear him? And notice where they came. Not only to hear him, they came to receive healing from him. And they came to be healed by him of their infirmities or their sicknesses. And you know how Jesus was. He always, always had compassion for the people. Always compassion for the people. But you know what's so heavy about this here? No matter how busy Jesus Christ ever got to work for the Father. He always looked for a place to withdraw himself to be in prayer with the Father. This was the source of his strength. Watch this. Verse 16. And Jesus withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. Why didn't he go to the city? He went to the place where there was no one but serpents, scorpions, mountain lions. And there he went to have fellowship with his father because he knew that he needed to be strengthened once again by the father. If Jesus needed prayer in his life, then how much more do we need to pray? We pray that today's lesson has been helpful to you as Rawl has shown that by just stretching out his hand, Jesus healed a man and changed his life forever. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Rawl Reese. 
If you'd like to review the message you've just heard, we'll send you an unedited copy for a gift of $5 or more. Call 800-634-9165 and ask for Rawls' teaching titled, The Healing of the Leper. Now, to further build your confidence in the Lord's merciful goodness, we'd like to tell you about a booklet from Rawl titled, Understanding God's Compassion. It's a four-chapter resource that explores key scripture passages establishing how you can experience divine healing, forgiveness, protection, and provision. You'll see that no matter what trials you're facing, God's power and love are greater. So don't wait. Visit SomebodyLovesYou.com or call 800-634-9165 and ask for Rawls' booklet titled Understanding God's Compassion. We'll send your copy for just $5 plus shipping and handling. Once again, our phone number is 800-634-9165. Our mailing address, if you'd like to order by writing us, is Somebody Loves You Radio. Post Office Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. A lot of times we get questions from our listening audience about a particular issue that's going on and what Rawl would say about it. That's one reason we've developed the Straight Talk program on Rawl's YouTube channel. He answers common questions about events or issues going on right now in our nation and in the church, as well as address current challenges for living godly lives in these difficult days. Straight Talk can be streamed live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. West Coast time. When you partner with Somebody Loves You Radio, you're taking an active role in equipping Christians to live faithfully in the workplace and at home. Your contributions are an investment in the kingdom of God and help strengthen the local church through sound Bible teaching every day. We invite you to call or write and make a contribution. Everyone is tax deductible and is a great encouragement to us as well. Well, thanks for making us a part of your day today. We hope you'll plan on joining us again tomorrow as we continue with more life-giving truths from the Word of God. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.